0: Welcome to the Moon and New Podcast. My name is Susan Hart. Together, we will explore the many aspects of the female menstrual cycle and weave into the conversation aspects of the full and new moon phases that impact on our emotional and physical body. There is an ancient calling in all of us to lift our heads and acknowledge the moon. Come with us as we explore ways to anchor ourselves in her energies, bring stability to our own cycles, and learn to make the most of each week by learning what hormones govern our days. I am so grateful you are here. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. It is a very cold day here as we're recording, and I have my lovely friend Kerry Hurigan in the studio. Welcome, Kerry. Hello, Sue. It's been so long. It has been. You look really beautiful in your blue shawl. Oh, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) It matches your eyes. (laughs) Oh, dear. That's good. (laughs) Well, today, Kez, we're talking about the full moon in Capricorn, and it's occurring on the 5th of July 2020 here in the land of Oz. And the theme that I've sort of chosen is empowering yourself through integrity and responsibility. So are we ready to dive in?
1: Well, Sue, we are going to be experiencing a full moon in Capricorn on the 4th and 5th of July at 13 degrees and 37 minutes. Uh, depending where you are in the world. And this will be accompanied by a lunar eclipse also at 13 degrees and 37 minutes of Capricorn. This is the last of the eclipses until the lunar eclipse on the 30th of November and the solar eclipse on the 14th of December 2020. Eclipses signify change to move forward and often come with feelings of intensity. So just hold that thought while mm. we move through the podcast. Yes. So if I can mention the retrograding planets, and just to recap on that, uh, we still have Venus, Jupiter, Saturn, Neptune, Pluto, and Mercury all retrograding. A quick explanation of the retrograde motion, it is when it looks like the planet stops and moves backwards, stops again to change direction and moves forward. A good analogy is when you are in traffic you catch up to the car in the lane next to you where it appears that the wheels are going backwards when in fact the car is moving forward. Retrograding planets have quite an effect as the symbolism is felt more strongly because the planets are closer to the earth. So retrogrades can be seen as disruptive however they are important as they slow things down allowing us to look at things objectively so we get some distance to things you may be too close to to see from a different perspective look at your own birth chart to see what areas of your life are affected and you can get a birth chart from numerous websites i think the best one is astro.com and you can see what houses or areas of your life the planets and the full moon are transiting Just a quick word on the Mercury retrograde happening between the 18th of June going through to the 12th of July where it goes direct and we'll all breathe a bit of a sigh of relief, Mm. some of us anyway, Mm. then. Mercury is communications related, so make sure you are clear when giving or receiving communications. Ensure all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed and there will be a link to the retrograding planets in the show notes. So... If I may, Sue, I'd like to mention Mars just Mm. quickly. uh, Mars entered its own sign of Aries on the 28th of June. Mars will be there for approximately six months, which is unusual as it usually is there for around six weeks. And the reason being it will also enter a retrograde cycle between the 9th of September to the 13th of November, which coincides with the US election. Ooh, so we 'll be watching fascinating, that you 'll we'll be it? watching that closely so fascinating <laughs> I, I know so we 'll move on to the moon. The moon is our internal world of emotions and feelings. it is our instinctive emotional reactions and responses to what makes us feel comfortable and safe. Emotional security can only come from within, and I say this every podcast. So I cannot stress this enough, Sue, that emotional security can only come from within. When we put our security in things or people outside of us and they leave us or are taken away, we can go into a life crisis. It represents the energy of the mother, the home and our main emotional needs and what fulfills us on a daily basis. Nurturing, how well you were nurtured as a child and how you nurture others. Intuitive and sensitive, it rules the breast, stomach, which is the seed of the emotions and the female hormones. In evolutionary or soul astrology, we are taught that the moon represents our ego and you just have to consider how close our emotions and our ego are. Now, like everything, there is the distortion of the moon where it can be overly sensitive, emotionally self-indulgent, irrational and moody. So the full moon phase is about completion and closure and it's the highest point of the phase changing from waxing going into a waning or a yang phase. This is time to continue, course correct or let go. So this brings me to the sign of Capricorn and Capricorn is a cardinal earth sign ruled by Saturn representing the skeletal system, teeth, the skin and the knees. Capricorn is the worker of the zodiac. It is ambitious, responsible, and disciplined. It has a strong desire to achieve, to climb the mountain, to reach its desired goals. Hard working, it does whatever the task is, diligently and efficiently. Capricorn is a serious and very traditional sign. It respects authority, obeying the rules and the law. Capricorn represents big business and governments. It is very dependable. "'Dignified and very conscious of money. "'It is the most economical and thrifty sign of the Zodiac. "'Capricorn is very aware of time, "'being ruled by Saturn, which is the lord of time. "'There is an awareness of mortality "'and limited amount of time in which to fulfil the goals. "'This also brings a strong sense of maturity.' Capricorn is very patient, reserved and is aware of boundaries and borders. The Capricorn energy can be old when young and Capricornians can even look younger as they get older. Capricorn is our internal father or our figure of authority, our taskmaster and teacher who shows us by being disciplined and responsible, we can achieve what we want. Now, there's also the distortion of Capricorn and Capricorn can be focused on material things and can struggle with being more flexible. There can be an air and tone of authority that can come across as cold and unfeeling. Capricorns can be extremely sensitive and will try to hide this to their detriment. Depression, suppression and isolation can be the shadow side of Capricorn. Okay, so blending the two together with the full moon and Capricorn, see what houses the full moon, which will be at 13 degrees and 37 minutes of Capricorn is transiting in your chart as this will tell you what area of your life will be affected. For example, if it is falling in your second house, which is you, seal. It suggests a closure phase in an area of self-worth relating to boundaries. Now, for example, this could be discipline in respecting your own boundaries, resulting in feelings of higher self-worth. In the 11th house, it could be a completion phase relating to certain groups. In the 6th house, perhaps a closure or completion around a certain health routine for revision if it is not achieving your desired result. And in saying all of that, just be aware there could be added intensity with the lunar eclipse happening during this time. And that's it for me. That's pretty intense. We haven't got to the eclipse yet and you can wait till the intense. Intenseness that can come along with some people.
0: Yeah, and I didn't realise that Capricorn is more like the father figure, like a like a more masculine type of father figure, authority figure. figure. That's very interesting. (laughs) I love it. One of my friends rang me the other day and said, "Sue, ask Kerry what's happening with the moon because (laughs) I'm crying. You know, and I'm not even I'm menopausal, so I don't even have a period, so." Well, she should see where it is transiting in
1: her chart. That mm. would be, ideally, that would be the, the thing You're to right. do.
0: Yeah, I should say that to yeah. her. Yeah, she yep. can
1: go to astro.com Com? Yep. or if she wanted to go a little bit further, she could even perhaps purchase an astrology report from mm. the moon in
0: you. Yes. Okay. Actually, yeah, she could do that. Mm. She can support me that way. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. So week one. I think this podcast for me is about mindfulness. So let's begin. So week one, we all push ourselves every day. And sometimes during this week, week one, we don't feel like it. I do understand the need to push yourself at times. But as I've mentioned in my previous podcast, pushing yourself far too long and too hard can cause a toxic buildup of stress hormones that if not properly managed, will wreak havoc with your progesterone production, which leads to severe PMS at the end of the monthly cycle. How amazing was that when we introduced that idea into our podcast? If we only knew that. Let us start at the very beginning and talk about a very simple thing that you can do to start at week one and which will carry you through the entire month. It's how to breathe (laughs) diaphragmatically. I should spell that word diaphragmatically. As you know, Kerry, I've been reading a lot from a book called Woman Wellness Wisdom by Dr. Libby Weaver, and I found this on page 211. So for those of you who've got the book, get it out and start using this particular meditation. And what we're trying to do, we set the tone for this month so that by the end of the month, your stress levels are down, Your progesterone levels can maybe rise and that your PMS is not going to be as severe. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, yeah. So find somewhere quiet to sit. It could be on the floor um, or like me, you have to use a chair or you could even lie down. Gently place your hands on your belly and look straight ahead or close your eyes. Take a long, slow inhale, breathing through your nostrils. As you inhale, send the breath to your belly. And extend your belly with the inhale so that you can feel your hands gently pushing forward with your belly. Imagine you have a balloon in your belly and with each inhale you are inflating that balloon. It's really good to visualize that as well. gives the mind something to do. There is no need to hold your breath here. Just simply pause. Exhale slowly through your nostrils and as your belly shrinks back towards your spine, deflating the balloon. Gently pause. Begin to slowly inhale again, extending your belly as before. Repeat this 10 times. I just noticed that you were doing it. I
1: was doing it. Now, just that image of using a balloon Mm. is so helpful because just before the podcast, I mentioned to you that I had heard of breath work and I didn't really understand how you did it.
0: Ah, yeah. So that is really helpful. Yeah, this is this is a really good understanding of or the first foundation of meditation,
2: mm-hmm.
0: understanding how to breathe. It's just a purely scientific way of lowering the stress levels, lowering the heart rate, bringing down yourself in if you're quite anxious. So yeah, that's my first thing for week one. I really want you to do that oh, this week. It's wonderful, Sue. Mm, thank you. Well, it is
1: true, many people, not just women, with active Capricorn energy will push themselves to achieve things. But Capricorn is also about patience in, and working smarter. So consider what you want to achieve and write down a plan. Because this is Capricorn's about structure. It needs a structure to work in, including allowances for flexibility. And that's something Capricorn struggles greatly with. If you are not sure how to go about this, then there may be someone you admire and you could use them as inspiration ultimately you are responsible for how much you push yourself if this is detrimental to your health and well-being time for some self-nurturing
0: yeah just going back on what you mentioned about structure so this is on the very last thing about that meditation so this form of breathing is very structural. It is. Yes. Oh, I love Perfect. how we I love how we do this. It's so <laughs> just, in sync. Just seriously. Connect the dots, that we... <laughs> moon lovers, we we don't really have a lot of conversation between the two of us before we start a podcast, but that is true. This is a structural thing about breathing and it's such a beautiful <laughs> nourishing way to calm the nervous system. And also your pituitary gland and your adrenals. All these things are affected structurally when you do this breath exercise and how amazing would it be during this moon phase Mm. i love it thanks for that
1: perfect it amazes me how often these synchronize when we don't Mm. really talk about
0: Mm. yeah
1: until the podcast
0: Mm. i love it so week two if you are experiencing week two during this moon phase then this message is for you this is the week of clarity And an ideal time to think of ways to do things smarter rather than harder. Why is it a week of clarity? Well, it's because of the elevated estrogen, which will create heightened brain power and your decision making will be fearless. You will be brave. So because of your thoughts are created by your core beliefs. So I'm not quite sure whether moon lovers, you understand that, but you have a thought and that thought is generally always created by a core belief that you may or may not even know you have and your core beliefs are created over your lifetime usually starting around seven years of age sometimes your core beliefs were forced on you and you accepted them or agreed to those beliefs and you may not even have been consciously aware of agreeing to them and i want to give you an example i was told at a very young age that i had a hawk nose and that happened because I was bullied at school and this little boy, let's call him Trent, <laughs> <laughs> he pushed me when I was getting the bags and he pushed me into my bags, uh, into all the school bags, and he said, get out of the way, hawk nose. And I just, as a nine-year-old, I went, what? Because you know, there's no social media there. There was only nine. He watched Batman and Robin on the TV. There was nothing. Mm. I didn't understand what he meant. Mm. And I went home and went, oh, I've got a hawk nose. And... For years and years, I was damaged by that particular Mm. one. And I agreed with him. I went, yeah, I've got a hawk nose, as I should have actually decked him one. (laughs) (laughs) So like, okay, so for years, I agreed with this little bully until only recently did I look at my profile and said, you have a beautiful nose. I do not agree with this bully. So I started to wear my hair up in a barn instead of my hair all around my face to try and hide my big nose. I suppose what I wanted to share with you is week two is a very good week to work through your internal chatter issues because you're on such a high with estrogen and testosterone and endorphins. Week two is the way to heal. It's a time to heal. Week two has the potential hormonally to smash down some of your core beliefs that cause pain in your life. So what are they? Use the estrogen levels that create happiness and joy during this time. Be brave and face your internal critic. Smash it down. All those structures that you have been creating all your life within your internal chatter, mm-hmm. this is where we need to start breaking them down by analyzing where did that thought come from? Exactly. You know, <laughs> and you'll have the hormonal strength to, oh. to face it with bravery.
1: I can Mm. see little lights going on all over the place. You're starting to flash like a Christmas tree over there, I am, darling. Thank you. It's the sun. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll address stressful core beliefs that cause emotional Mm. pain. And what you want to do is blow your own mind is what (laughs) you're trying to do. So firstly, any stressful thought is a lie. Mm. So there's comfort in that alone. Unraveling stressful thinking is the key to the truth. And you found the truth Mm. by Seeing that you didn't have a hawk nose at Mm. all. And you'll feel the emotional shift. Did Mm. that happen? Yes. Blending the Capricorn energy with this concept is ideal in this week as you can create a habit of questioning the painful, stressful thinking we can all accumulate to get to the truth. Mm. Now, the person who I mention every podcast Mm. who is the perfect person Source to go to is Byron Katie at thework.com, and she gives you the structure to work within to address this pain that are caused by the stressful thinking. Using your example of "I have a hawk nose," change to i don't have a hawk nose." Now you've found that could be true, if not truer. Mm. And it was truer wasn't it? Capricorn ruled by Saturn is the taskmaster and teacher. This is the perfect example of using Capricorn to work at these concepts, only the stressful ones, not the good ones because they don't cause us any suffering Mm. and continually unravel the painful thinking to find the emotional shift. Mm. So this is where we grow as well. This is our development and growth through our emotional body capricorn will help you work with a with a process that of course of byron katie in which to work with to be kinder and nurture yourself during these times overcoming these boundaries can be difficult however in the completion phase of this full moon, it is the right time to deal with them once and for all. Start with asking yourself one question. Is it true? This will help also with week three and four. Now, I have a core belief. Would you like to know what it I'd is? I'd love to know. Everything happens for my good. Oh, I love that. That is really good. It doesn't always feel like it, mind you. Mm. But I know it is. must be for my good. Mm. When stressful things happen, it could be something I'm not paying attention to. Sometimes we don't uh, give anything our attention until it causes us pain. Because things that are warm and fuzzy, we don't usually give too much time to. But that's all I have for that week, mm. and that is perfect example.
0: It's very wise. Thank you.
1: Well, I should be have some wisdom by this time, Sue. For goodness' sake. <sighs> yes, you should. But that's a great. It's a great. <laughs> thank you for that, because. <laughs> Capricorn is very aware of time. As mm. I said in the introduction, it's mm. Saturn is the lord of
0: time, being mm. the ruler of Capricorn. I love that, the so. lord of time, because I'm a big Doctor Who fan.
1: Right. That's, I was not a Doctor Who fan. Oh, I
0: love him, especially, um, what's his name? David
1: <laughs>
0: mm. I, Anyway. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. Let's get serious. Week three. So after the high estrogen week that we've just had, ovulation occurs and week three begins. You should notice your estrogen levels crash and a shift occurring in your physical body. If you are not aware of the mini estrogen crash around day 14 or 15, your emotions may travel blindly along the feeling body pathway and a mini emotional disturbance could happen because you are caught unaware. The best way to notice this change is by tracking your emotions during your cycle for a few months until you get the rhythm of your body. To start off, do a short one-minute breathing meditation during the day to feel how your body is going. Ask yourself these questions. Do I feel change from yesterday when estrogen was high and today when I might have ovulated? Do I feel any unexplained agitation that I cannot quite put my finger on? Do I feel nauseous? Do I feel any sharp pain on either side where my ovaries are? These questions will help you align your emotional body to move alongside your physical body. After a few days of this estrogen crash, progesterone starts to rise along with estrogen, but progesterone should be dominant and should stay dominant for the rest of your cycle until all hormones drop during the last week of your cycle. So progesterone does have a warm, cozy, sluggish effect on the body. And you might be in the mood for a more softer surroundings, wearing softer clothes um, that will give you more comfort. This is all perfectly normal. One week you are up. Week two, you're up, you're excited, you're working through your shit, you know, you're just analyzing stuff. And then the next week you could crash and be really emotionally sad and, and really distressed. That is perfectly normal. You just need to be aware of it. Because this is the crash, this is the rollercoaster effect, okay? So you're up, you're down, and you're up again. But the up is different because it's progesterone, not estrogen-dominant.
1: So knowledge is really power,
0: isn't it? Mm, sure is. What do you say when I'm aware I'm in control? When I am aware I'm in control. That is the moon and your motto, the moon and new way. <laughs>
1: Well, the feelings of being down could also be influenced by the placement of the full moon in Capricorn in your individual chart. Mm. So having this knowledge and seeing what area it is affecting may, be, may make a big difference where this dip occurs. Inner security is so crucial as to how we feel. So you can open up to the polarity of cancer. Cancer opposes capricorn to bring more as you said softness into your life
0: Mm.
1: and relax we have a lot of planets in retrograde to help us take time for ourselves currently so take advantage of that because they slow us down it slows us down right right. it i thought it just confuses us (laughs) well mercury retrograde does do a number on me Mm. You were born with you were born with a mercury retrograde which is mm. only 18% of the population mm. so you may not be as affected but mm. it can it really does affect me at times as you have experienced mm. unfortunately <laughs> in a way covid-19 has forced us all to take time yes in a
0: way that's true i think that's probably where this particular podcast has uh, come from because it's very, mi- it's a very mindful podcast. It is a mindful one. It's, it's just getting into the head and getting the stuff out of it. It's just um, has been wonderful for me. I've been doing it for the last couple of months. You know, just really delving into. Well, sorry, I suppose because I at my age, I'm fifty four this year, and I'm just sort of thinking, <laughs> I want to take up dancing again. Thinking, where did that thought come from? Goodness me, you know. And and of course, I've been listening to Shirley Dalton, who is such an amazing, gifted speaker and a teacher around this particular subject about core beliefs and Dr. Joe Dispenza as well, um, his work on shifting your mindset and all that sort of work. So, yeah, it's been a wonderful journey. And so that' why, moon lovers, you have to cop it. Whenever I'm moving and whenever Kerry's moving, you get it. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well,
1: it's also the breathing too. That also slows mm. your thinking down and it mm. gives you some space to be to have clarity Mm. you
0: know it's true We all need to slow down i love it i'm loving it (laughs) so let's look at week four um during the past two months we've been talking or kerry and i've been talking on our podcast about this week and how you could eliminate pms all together if you manage to keep the levels of progesterone high and that is according to dr libby's book woman wellness wisdom There are strategies in Dr. Libby's book that can support you around this. But those of you this week that have not been able to access this information, let's chat about the symptoms of week four. I used to dread the time, and I know you did too, Kerry, just before my period came. I was constantly hungry. I was angered easily, and I was in physical and emotional pain. My one saving grace was the moon. And this is probably where the whole Moon and You business idea came from. Because my week four was synced to the full moon. Every month when I turned into the street near my home, I looked up over the steering wheel and there she was, bright, gentle and soft. She was reminding me that my period is coming. My internal story was getting out of control and I just needed to breathe and become aware of my body's issues and bring them into into awareness it is nobody's fault it's nature it's normal this awareness will help you to respond and not to react what anchors you this week what reminds you hey i'm getting my period soon if you have trouble meditating i offer this to you words from one of my most beloved meditation teachers her name is elena brower please look her up she's just amazing If you are requiring some anchoring this week to help you find an anchor, like it may not be the moon, it might be something else, then start meditating first, using the breathing exercises and calming your farm down. Because Alina, she teaches that there is a place within you that is always at rest, always at peace. It represents an aspect of your being that is always within your reach and yet somehow we all forget. When we are at that place of peace, we experience our innermost strength, smoother edges and boundless depth. If you long to meditate, start here. There is a link in the show notes to a place called Above and Beyond Flow State. You might also like to download our app, because it has the most beautiful meditations from our lovely friend, Angelique Pratton, and she'll be able to guide you through eight meditations. It's like under, under $4. <laughs> yeah. You have access to our app. It is the most beautiful app, and it has all about meditation, food. It, has a, it talks about how to track your cycle as well. And there's a special gift today at the end of this podcast and you have to listen to the very end, we have a, a meditation for you from the app that we'd decide like to give to you, to listen to it. Yeah, so Kez, I know about your week four, you used to always say to me that your dad and your mum would ask you to pack your bags yeah, and leave. every time. Did you ever meditate? No. Okay. Didn't
1: know about it back Didn't then. Know. No, I neither did I. No. Neither did I. Didn't understand what was happening. Mm. Nothing. Mm. I know now, unfortunately, it's too late. For me. <laughs> I know. Late. <laughs> I know. Oh, well, mm. just to follow on from what you were saying, Sue, this is a very challenging week and it can intensify. Remember, we have an eclipse happening as well. There's also the shadow period. So it can be up to a week leading up to the eclipse and also after. So this just doesn't happen on the days that. It's going through this phase. And uh, this is also the shadow of Capricorn. So it's very easy to slip into a depression if you're not prepared. Mm. The Capricorn principle is I use, meaning it is how we use different aspects of who we are. That's very insightful and mindful mm. when you give that some thought. Mm. The moon in our natal chart tells us how we see ourselves. This is also very important. So if you can, check your own chart. See mm. where these, where the moon is transiting, uh, what area of life, what house are, are that it is transiting over. This can be very helpful in this week as there can be a tendency to slip into the pit. Just as in week three, you call on your internal mother, to nurture you through. Also, Capricorn is your authority figure or your internal father. So you may need a little bit of a wake up. My father used to say to me, you want to wake up to yourself. (laughs) And he said it, say it to me all the time, and I didn't really understand it at the time. However, I've put another meaning to it now, Mm. and I wake up to myself. I wake up to myself. Mm,
0: That's lovely.
1: You start to understand who you are and it can be a great opportunity but that's it for mm. week 4 thank you we did real good didn't we we did real good
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I learned so much about <gasps> Me um, too. The different things because sometimes you only ever look at your own star sign but once you once you educate people about how your birth chart shows every aspect of everyone's star sign in your own pathway that changes and shifts for me. I'm thinking, okay, that's probably why that happens to me. So it's so fascinating. And and you bring so much to the table and to this podcast. So thank you so much, Karen. Oh, you're
1: welcome. It's a joy, a privilege. Mm-hmm. And I'm very grateful that that I can do this with you.
0: Okay, moon Lovers, thank you so much for listening to us. Please stay on the line and listen to our beautiful meditation from Angelique Pratton. It is yours to use. And if you love that, please go to the Apple Store, download the app. It's like two ninety nine. And you'll have access to all the meditations. We love you. Take care. Wash your hands. (laughs) (laughs) Bye for now.
1: Bye-bye, everyone.
2: To help clear your mind at the end of a busy day, take a moment to yourself. Tuning into your breath, become aware of your natural rhythm. On your next inhale, begin to gently deepen the breath. Allow your breath to become steady, peaceful and gentle. scuttle away on the breeze. These thoughts do not serve you now and it is time to disconnect from work and spend time with your family and friends. Each breath brings a new burst of bubbles onto the breeze as each bubble floats off into the distance. Feel your mind become calm. Your body relax and your soul become light. Continue to release your thoughts until you reach a point relaxation and can enjoy the present moment you are in